Hello and welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Michael Collier and it is my privilege to continue our devotional series titled How to Encounter God. And we're looking at promises in the New Covenant. So we all know what it's like to be thirsty, perhaps on a hot day. It's the middle of winter in South Africa, so it might be difficult to relate to that. Now, after some exercise, when we're really thirsty, or perhaps here in Nelson Mandela Bay, we know that we have been suffering from a drought for many years, and we're really praying earnestly for rain and giving thanks to the Lord for the rain that we've received overnight, and that is still falling this uh, today. But one of the reasons that we're so earnestly seeking the Lord for rain is because we know that without water, there is no life. And that's a picture we see in the beginning of the Bible in Genesis chapter 2. Uh, after the initial story of creation in Genesis 1, Genesis 2 starts with a, a almost dry and desolate wilderness with no life that God sends water to spring up that brings life and he places a man and a woman at this spring of living water. So a man and a woman at a well of life-giving water. And this well springs up into a great river that flows out from Eden, out into all the world, bringing the life to all the world. And the man and the woman, Adam and Eve, are tasked with taking God's life into all the world. But the thirst is seemingly not quenched. They thirst for something more. In this case, wisdom to uh, decide for themselves how to run the world. Um, and so when this thirst is seemingly not quenched, they, they take autonomy for themselves and end up in a new wilderness with having lost access to God's life-giving water. And they land up more thirsty than they did before. And this is a picture of humanity throughout scripture and throughout history of the world, of humanity trying to seek to quench our seemingly unsatiable thirst on our own terms, but finding ourselves more thirsty in a wilderness uh, without access to God's life-giving presence. And we see this continue in scripture. We see Jacob, he's uh, messed up his family relationships and he's running away from his brother. And he finds a woman at a well and they're is that image again of a man and a woman at a well. And Jacob's family becomes the nation of Israel. And God says to them, I'll give you my life-giving presence and you to take it into all the world. The reiteration of what God gave to Adam and Eve at the beginning. And sometimes the nation of Israel do this well, but sometimes they also seemingly thirst for something more and selfishly go their own way and land up cast out into a new wilderness, uh, oppressed by foreign nations, having lost access to their life-giving presence. And so this consistent story is the story of humanity. And the prophet Ezekiel refers to it almost like as Israel is a, a valley of dry bones with no life in a wilderness, but that God says he will initiate bringing about his life-giving presence to bring new life to them, to make them new kinds of people. And this is where we meet Jesus. And Jesus is found also at Jacob's well, where he meets a woman, another man and a woman at a well. And Jesus says to her, 
You can drink this water, but you'll thirst again. But I can give you water, which, which you can drink, that will make you never thirst again. And she can't quite understand what this means initially, that Jesus is inviting her to almost drink of him. And Jesus says in John chapter 7, from verse 37 to 38, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from within them. So Jesus invites all of us to come to him and drink from him to satisfy that deep thirst within us that seemingly can't be quenched in any other way. But it's a strange image, this coming to drink from Jesus. And it relates to another image that we see in scriptures. When Jesus is on the cross, he's pierced by a Roman soldier in his side. And from him comes blood, but also water. And it's an image that Jesus' death is a fountain of life to all, as God's love is poured out even for his enemies in such a way that it brings them newness of life. So some promises of the new covenant is that we have access again, like Adam and Eve did, to that life-giving presence of God, that river of living water that now wells from within us as we did in Eden. Now we have again. And so that is a wonderful promise of of a river of living water welling up unto eternal life from within us through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, his love poured out for us. And that comes by God's spirit poured upon us that creates us, it creates God's Life-giving presence creates new people within us, like he promised through the biblical prophet Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones. So when Jesus pours out his spirit on us, he says we become new creations with God's life-giving presence within us. And now we are tasked, like Adam and Eve were, like the nation of Israel were, to take God's life-giving presence out into all the world. And that's the picture we see in Revelation. It's the life-giving water starting at God's temple, starting with Jesus, but flowing out into all the world. And that's what it means to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus, is to take his life-giving presence into all the world, bearing a fruit of Eden, fruit of love and joy and peace as we go out into the world to reveal Jesus. So all we need to do is come to Jesus and freely receive the life-giving water that wells up unto eternal life. And then we have the privilege of taking that and bringing life wherever we go out into the world. Jesus is the only one who can quench our unsatiable thirst within. And he satisfies us so that we will never thirst again. So the promise of the new covenant that I wish to share with you today and the way that we encounter God is that we have access to a river of living water welling up from within unto eternal life so that our thirst is quenched in Jesus, and so that we may go out and bring life wherever we go. Pray that that encourages you today. Let's close in prayer. Father, we are so grateful that through your Son, Jesus Christ, we have access again to your life-giving presence. Jesus, thank you that your death became to us a fountain of life. Holy Spirit, would you well up within us this river of living water that quenches our deepest thirsts, that satisfies our life, that brings us life and helps us carry life into 
a world that is crying out for the light and the life of Jesus Christ. So we thank you also for the rain here in Nelson Mandela Bay. And we pray that as the rains from heaven water our land, that the well of living water would spring up from within us to bring spiritual refreshing to our land, to our cities, to our countries, to our families, to everyone in between. And we ask this all in Jesus' wonderful, perfect and precious name. Amen.